Hey, AfterBuzzers, welcome back. You are watching the after show for Homeland on AfterBuzz TV. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. There it goes. <laughs> so excited to talk about this week's episode. Set in the mood. And uh, someone Always. actually pointed out, I said this was a sax. They said it's a trumpet. And there it is. I just love it. Fills my ears. Definitely a trumpet, pumped. Rick. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad with my jazz music. Thank you. Hey, After Buzzers. Welcome back. You are watching the after show for Homeland. We're recovering episode eight all truth and you're gonna want to stay tuned to this specific episode because i've got something to announce about our next episode that's right it's gonna be it's gonna be really exciting yeah so i'm your host rick hong and you can find me on all social media at rick hong r-i-c-k-h-o-n-g and i'm joined by leslie that's right i am your co-host leslie corral you can catch me online at leslita face on instagram and twitter send me your thoughts i love hearing them Okay, so th- this is interesting because I, as, as we sat down before this stream started, I told her how much I loved this episode. She said, mm, she's like, it was okay. So. Okay, well, because you said it was a really, really great episode. I thought it was good. It wasn't my... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't... And I always keep it real. I love Homeland. Um, I thought it was a good episode. I Right off the bat, I have to say, how great was it seeing Carrie and Saul together again? For me, that was the highlight. Because yeah. I, I, I didn't even realize how much I missed them on screen together, you know, talking again. So it, it was good. I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. And so now, we're, and so now what we're going to do is we're going to figure out and talk about how they do get back. Yeah. And, you know, in, 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 in cahoots with each other. Exactly. So, um, so it was an interesting kind of... Of opening because mm-hmm. now we see the actor Jake Weber back as you know Brett O'Keefe yeah. and you know starting controversy. Dangerous talk show host, man. I just that whole scene was so eerily like just it was just disturbing for me. You know, I mean, you know, I, I don't really watch those shows very often, but um, you do get a sense of like, you know, this is stuff that happens in real life. He's got these panel of, you know, former uh, military servicemen and they're essentially, he's lined them up to make the president's son look bad. Yeah. You've got, you've got, um, yeah, you know, yeah, he's, and he's definitely asking questions that mm-hmm. kind of direct it this way. And, uh, and that's where we see this guy, Rudy, come yeah. in, who he's, he's looking very, like, guilty or mm-hmm. he's kind of He's hesitant. having second thoughts, yes. And, um, you know, he's basically saying, you know, I don't think I can do this. He wants to back out. And um, the host is so slick. I just feel like, oh, really? And he just handles him and basically gets him on board. Um, I just, I felt so ick with the whole episode just because at the end of the day, you know, like, it just, it just felt like, who are you to, like, you know, there's a soldier who fought for his country and you're, like, nitpicking, like, oh, well, this seems like an act of cowardness or this doesn't seem like a leader and you know at the end of the day like you still have to respect the people in uniform it just felt like he was ripping them apart very tabloidy yeah i was it's very easy from afar to exactly point fingers or make your own decisions about people that are in In service on the front lines in danger just because you know even if all of the stuff they said was true you don't know what that's like. And even if someone runs or they're in fear, that moment, that's scary. And I felt like it, it, it felt really awful to see him rip him apart, especially when you know it's all politically motivated. Yeah, I mean, especially in a real-life situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, yeah, if you're just seeing everybody's getting cut down, you're like, okay, well, I can either sit here and get cut down with everybody else or I can 
cut and run and then come back and fight on another day. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of eggs the mom like, well, that doesn't seem like something like, or would you say that was great? You know what I mean? And then slowly um, they like start to buy into the narrative and they're like, yeah, you're right, you know? And the key thing is, he says it and, you know, as they say, money talks, bullshit walks. He says, hey, you were paid. You know, you got your money. Yeah, you know, and like that, that. He tried alone, to give it back, and he was like, "No, no, no, that's for you." But that's well, that's for the footage. That's for the footage. That's for the footage that you get. Like that, that weird, just gruff yeah, voice yeah. that he had. Um, but that was definitely, um, you know, it kind of set the tone for the episode. Alt, you know, all truth, all truth, and um, I mean, it, that's we obviously get to see him later in the episode. Yeah, it's w- deeper than we think. It's not just I'm the host of a talk show, you know, on cable news. It's he's obviously got something more at stake in this. Yes. You know, and and at the same time, that's kind of going on. There's, you know, there's a scene with Mm -hmm. Keen and, you know, typical, I guess, kind of cheesy, but, you know, they, she's got the locket. Yeah. And of course, you know, the younger picture of her son's in there and you see her putting it on. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, it's sad because, you know, she lost her son and she tried to do the right thing up until this point. What she thought was the right thing was, you know, I don't want to use his death and like as a ploy or to make myself look good. And as soon as like she mentions him in order to like make it seem like she wasn't hiding, now she's going to get attacked. It's almost like it's a loose-loose situation. Yeah, I think maybe that's one of the reasons possibly why she didn't open that mm-hmm. door is because if I open this door, here's the backlash or something else, the other side of it. So it's kind of, I'll open only so many doors. Exactly. And we know that to... we know that they didn't exactly part on good terms or they weren't like at the most agreeable state of their relationship when he um when he was he passed away yeah and then the also we kind of see the the narrative like he's like telling him um at the at the the network or at the station Mm -hmm. or the when they're on air or like when they're off behind the scenes anyways like about how so he's so he was running away from the fight you know, and everything, and he's he's already he's already like making up the story. Yeah, like he was there. It's like, no, sir. Ah, oh, it was that scene. I was just like, ooh, I already, I was already like mad at him going in, like right. Yeah, away. his wheels are already spinning about how he's going to produce this show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how he wants to do his narrative on top of the other guys all already like that already joined in and yeah. on board. And again, you know, I totally get like if you have your you know political perspective, your viewpoints, but I, I just felt like taking you know a soldier's story and twisting it to make him seem like he was dishonorable, you know, that just didn't sit well with me. So now, okay, so now we're moving into where it kind of gets juicy and it's interesting that, you know, you think of like when you're um, asked to be like put in like witness protection or Mm -hmm. this or that, you know, there's many different safe houses and everything. But so we see Saul going to essentially a homeless shelter. Mm Mm-hmm. And Javadi's like been, yeah, you know, he's been, out there, yeah, which is actually kind of brilliant. But <laughs> I don't think a guy of his stature. Remember, we saw him, yes. in that big old pool. He's used to ladies' luxury and I don't know lap dances. I'm thinking of another L word, <laughs> yeah, or just yeah, or just something. But yeah. that's definitely well, yeah, but definitely luxury. But that's like 180 from luxury. Yeah, I mean, he's in a tough spot. At least at this point of the episode, he was in a very tough pickle there, and. I guess that was his best option. It wasn't a bad setup. I mean, as far as like being hidden, because who knows who's coming after him. But at the same time, he's losing his patience. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, I can't stand being in this place. If I just sleep in this place like one more single night, and mm-hmm. you know, he's attacking Saul, and Saul basically saying, President Keen is busy. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the right angle mm-hmm. in terms of how to get to her. Yeah. Which is also planting seeds of doubt in Javadi's mind about how. 
how much things like when things go down, how much it's going to go in his favor. Yeah. Um, I I love the scene following. I don't know if it was the exact scene following. Um, when uh, Saul goes to Carrie's house mm-hmm, and he, yep, and, he right. and and um, he's like, "Who are you again?" <laughs> when he's with Max. When he's with Max. Yeah, it's like, and it's so funny because we've seen both characters since the first season, and. I don't know. I, I just like we follow them, but I, I forget that like they haven't had much interaction at all. That scene made me laugh. I was like, because they're both close to Carrie, but in very different avenues. I feel like Max is always like part of Katie's shady operations, you know, like when she needs to set up something, she doesn't want to tell Saul because she knows it's not on the up and up. And I don't know. That was just funny. Uh, I, I was amused. <laughs> yeah, they're walking, he's walking to the door. It's just like, yeah, it's like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, it was the door was unlocked. I know. Where's Carrie? Yeah, he was like, oh, okay. I, I don't know. It just it right away. Saul was kind of like very dismissive. And I was like, you're not, you know. I thought it was funny that so he uses the code word. Well, she's, uh, you know, the black dog is mm-hmm. here to talk about her depression. Yeah, and you know, sure enough, as we see, as I always say, every episode or I hope for every episode, <laughs> drink up when you see crying Carrie face. Crying Carrie face. I mean, she went through a really tough. Um, situation in the last episode and now she's dealing with you know being alone in her house without her daughter and I I feel like that's heartbreaking you know for any mom but especially with Carrie because I I don't know the way I saw it it felt like they really like punched all of her like you know worst Uh, she was dismantled and like insecurities about themselves used it against her it it just felt terrible you know and we we talked about this in previous episodes and she even mentions it again she's like I thought this would be different yeah. You know, I thought that she this would moved. be different. Yeah, she could have a completely different life, and yet the drama still surrounds her. Yeah. I mean, think about it. She stepped away from the CIA. She was working for, like, you know, a nonprofit, or I think it was, like, a law firm to help these people who can't afford representation. Like, you'd think, okay, I'm out, you know. But somehow it all got sucked that in. And maybe it was herself when she, like, went in to look for the audio to get him off. You know, that kind of fell down the rabbit hole of things that eventually will suck you back in and set yourself in a tough situation. And the scenes does a good job of, as well of kind of setting up how Saul and Carrie kind of can get back in each other's good graces. Because the last time we yeah, saw yeah. them, you know, he was basically accusing her. It was of, a while ago. Yeah, he was accusing her, saying, he well, like, dude, you're in cahoots. Why don't you admit it? And she's like, I'm and not she, in she cahoots. Didn't. She wasn't honest with him at all. Yeah. But now see Saul sees her vulnerable, and he needs something from her. Yeah. So he hears the story, and, and we all know that he genuinely cares about her. Yes. So yeah. you know, so now he's going to go try to figure out all the information for her mm-hmm. about Franny. I was so happy to just see them again. I feel like they're one of my favorite parts of this whole show. Is just the relationship between Saul and Carrie. I feel like there's a closeness. You know, they're not afraid to get at each other's face and like you know stand up to each other. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I really think they're always going to have each other's back. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's always father-daughter. I mean, even the like, a couple seasons ago where Saul's... <laughs> <laughs> Put her in a mental institution. Well, no, but on top of it, she, you know, she, uh, he wants to kill himself and she's like, yeah. you know, she puts in a, a straight situation where that, they prevent him from doing that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, you know, he starts going off on her yeah. you know, because that selfishness of, I don't want someone that I care about to have to pull this. So mm-hmm. it's, they really have seen each other at like their worst and best, I think. Um, so, but yeah. they know that they can always sit there and say, like, who can you rely on or mm-hmm. who do you recommend or... It doesn't matter if we haven't seen each other for months and the last time we talked, you lied to my face. You know, we're back good because they have that. That's awesome. So now we go to Peter. Mm-hmm. Quinn. Yeah, Peter Quinn. Peter oh Quinn gosh. and Astrid. Yes. Um, so he's out in the woods. He's still not well. Um 
And I know I've been vocal about this. I know it's so tough seeing Quinn in this situation. I just like, I'm like, oh, just get better. And I feel like he kind of said at some point, like, that it's hard for him to accept that, too, to Astrid, like, that he's not going to get better. And, and when I he like- says, you know, he's trying to, you know, you see him really struggling and this, this, and this is Even a key thing. Yeah, like saying realness as opposed to reality. Yeah, I love. I actually like the line he said. He was like, "My dreams feel like such so real realness, and then my reality, or he says, my realness feels like dreaminess." Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even though, like, he couldn't get the right, like, you know, gram- grammatically correct words in that sentence, it felt. I don't know. I really liked it. It almost felt poetic. Yeah. I, I really like that quote he said because I don't know it kind of was an insight to his mind and maybe that's why it's hard for him to separate like what's the truth in front of him and he does have a bunch of people who lie to him all the time who and he knows that there's something up so it's like it's probably hard for any sane person to figure out okay who's lying to me what's the truth and then on top of that he's got brain injuries so I mean it's extra it's extra sticky yeah and we get to see where he kind of is mm-hmm. in terms of his actual like what he can, which is which plays key here in, in a little bit, which we'll discuss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of how he's able to actually even just express himself, yeah, to people, and even when it seems for us, it seems like really easy to say certain words, but for him, it's that's a part of his tragedy. And then he starts searching through the house, and he finds all of these um, like documents. He finds a passport with his name on it. It has his picture. Well, it's not his name. It's his picture. And yeah, uh, yeah, someone else's. Someone it's, it's else's his, name. Right. It's another identity. It felt very born. Like mm-hmm. Jason yeah, Bourne. I was thinking the exact same thing. It's very yeah. Jason Bourne. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, it's funny because when he was doing that again, I love it because I still see remnants of Spy Quinn. Like he's still like looking out, and he, I'm like, "What are you gonna do, Quinn?" Like, I don't know. Yeah, big old big old wad of like cash money, mm-hmm. like hundred dollar bills, like a good getaway bag, just like bolt out of here if you can and you're set essentially yeah but instead of him going to an actual uh you know safety deposit mm-hmm. box where you usually see those things like and you wouldn't born yeah. it's just this manila envelope like <laughs> sitting in a drawer just in the there. kitchen i almost feel like maybe um it was meant to be found by him by astrid i don't know i'm not even sure what the setup was there but what did you think of him when he went to the car i, I get why he went to the car but what did you think of him actually kind of emptying the bullets oh my gosh it sucks because obviously that came back to bite us in the butt later. But in the moment, I was like, yeah, because, again, it's hard for him to figure out what's the truth, who's actually on his side. So I feel like as soon as he saw all of the documents and all the shadiness and he's like, you know, for all he knows, they're going to mind wipe his brain and send him to be an assassin somewhere else. I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, who knows where his mind goes. So he wanted to protect himself. Emptying out the bullets and that gun, leaving it there, so the person who put it there still feels safe. Right? Yeah, because they're not. Yeah, you don't it. usually don't like pop the thing open and see their bullets in it because you yeah. assume that it's already. But it's funny. I was thinking if you're like a really good trained person, you know the weight of the gun, like with bullets or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like some people would know that, but yeah, at that time I was like, okay, yeah, good. Like I was into it. Like yes, I'm getting. I get why he's doing this. He's still suspicious, and he should be. Yeah, I mean, it does a good thing of letting. Uh, Astrid not prevent him from leaving again if he needs to. Yeah, in an exactly. extreme in an extreme situation. Yeah, exactly. Oh goodness. So then, um, what came up after that? Well, so then, okay, yeah. So now, now we kind of see the effects of what Saul can do for mm, Carrie mm-hmm. before you know Saul really does they all go on these a drive. things. Yeah, you know he's 
obviously does care about her, but he does have to scratch her back. Yeah. Like she should scratch his back or so he can scratch his back. Yeah. And um, so we see, you know, she goes to the foster home mm-hmm. and Franny seems to be having she a good time. She seemed pretty happy. She was playing. She was friends. That was probably painful for Carrie to see. Um, as soon as she, it looked like she was going to, like, go outside and buckling her belt, opening the door, so I stopped her. I was like, thank you, please, because she's about to do something crazy, crazy. Yeah, Carrie. Yes. And she's going to ruin everything. He literally said everything I was thinking. He was like, stop it. You're going to make it worse. Like, at least take in the, you know, be grateful that you know that she's safe and she's happy as much as it hurts you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it just dawned on me as we were talking about it. It's also I uh, kind of a thing. It was like, now now you can snap out of your depression. Now you see that she's okay. Now that you see yeah. that she's happy. Because, yeah, she's just in that funk listening to her iPod or I, yeah. whatever music she was listening to the whole time before. Maybe jazz. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the trump, listening to the trumpet. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, um, yeah, you're right. And even though, like I said, internally she's probably sad because she doesn't get to spend time with her. She knows she's in a good spot. And, you know, realistically, Carrie doesn't have, like, a lot of time that she spends with Franny anyway. So maybe she's kind of just missing the evenings with her, essentially. And I, I hope that eventually she can get her back, but figure out a really has to get a handle on the balance thing. Because so far she keeps, even though she's stepping away from, you know, spy work, she's really not. She keeps picking jobs that, like, are consuming all of her time and potentially putting her and her daughter at danger. Yeah, and then now, now we get to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So now Saul's like, okay, she's she's paying attention to me. She's out of her little whatever <laughs> like, it is. Carrie, I and, need you to listen. Yeah, and he goes back, and now they go back into the relationship that we see. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, delivering pieces of information. You know, he's like sitting there saying. She's processing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Javadi's here. You know, like they're talking about the, the, the parallel program with North Korea. And he's like saying, I need you. To help, to help me. me get an audience with President Keene mm-hmm. or Madam President-elect as they yeah. later on say, like, that's how you should address her. Yeah. And, um, and then Carrie talks about, Carrie starts kind of, like, whining and all of a sudden saying, like, wait a minute, is Dardal the puppet master? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, what do you mean? He's still, he's still not convinced that Dar's screwing with them. I'm kind of a little disappointed. I was like, come on, Saul. Or the, although he's been... Because we're watching it as an audience, and yeah. he's definitely not in Carrie's life to put those type like of pieces together. But he knows the stuff that Saul's maneuvered in the past. And I feel like they said a line as, as to some point that it's all theater. Like, everything's being set up to make it look like, you know, you know these treasonous things are happening, but it's not. And Yeah, like, he's dumbfounded when she talks about Seku and the mm-hmm. man, and he's like, what? But then the one thing that he... They don't even did, know. That's probably all connected. Yeah, he obviously didn't know about the FBI agent. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, dude, all these things are going on. And then he's and then he says, why didn't you come to me? And she says, I don't know whose side you were on. And it's funny because practically, yeah, that makes sense. But in my head, I was like, well, she didn't come to you. She's been busy. She literally had her house like in a hostage situation. She lost her daughter. She's been in depression. Like, I mean, realistically, all of that stuff. And that guy she was working with kind of like died randomly it all happened fast so in my head i was like well when was she supposed to go and give him a call like and he was out of the country for a long time oh yeah true but um i mean yeah i I still get that she probably still thought that at the end of the day you know the last time they had seen each other was him asking her grilling her you know are you in cahoots with the president dar came and threatened her but um yeah yeah so exactly exactly so they're not really yeah it doesn't it's if you add it add it all up <laughs> logically it's kind of like we didn't really kind of have a good conversation it's not like the last she like time. came across you and she just like didn't bring it up it's just but i mean i still get what he feels like because maybe in past situations she would just call him you know what i mean and as soon as like oh absolutely yeah absolutely but she's a civilian yeah 
Um, so then, so now we go now. So like we go back to Quinn and Astrid. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I actually really enjoyed this scene. I feel like oh my gosh, Quinn's awesome. Yeah, I want you to break this one down. Okay, so he essentially tells Astrid off. He like because he doesn't trust her in this scene. He's literally like, well, Why? they go to the grocery store first. Oh okay, yes, they, they go, go to, the, go to grocery the grocery store. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I go to the grocery store and he sees that guy and then he Or does he? Or does right, he? Right, right. And then Astrid, okay. you know, is there and it all seems too coincidental for mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. He starts thinking, what if she really is like working with these people and there's these secret documents? I don't understand. So by the time they get back to the cabin or log house, whatever, he kind of tells her off. And it was funny because it was all of the thoughts I was thinking. He was like, why are you helping me? You're all the way overseas. Really? You dropped everything to help me? He kind of just breaks it down like, I don't believe you. I don't buy you. And he freaking, like, shoves her. I'm like, Quinn, why are you so violent all the time? Just shoving he women. Punched and her. he punched her. Yeah. yeah. Right in the stomach. Sorry. All these things. He feel like he's getting so violent with women lately. And I was like, um, I love you, dude, but calm down. Like, whoa, calm down. Um, but at the same time, I was thinking the same thing, too. Like, why is she involved? Like, is, you know, did Dar, like, give her something because she knows she still cares about him? Or is she, I don't know. I was thinking the same thoughts. And then she basically breaks it down for him. And she's like, what do you think? See, but I, and I but I, that's why I've, I've always, I mean, granted, you know, like, I always thought that would, that would probably be her first motivation. Although it does seem shady to be, as we always know, to be in cahoots with Dara Doll. Yeah. So I, the paranoid area like that you're talking about right now, I do. Yes. But essentially, she basically said she loved him. That's how I took it. Like, no, you are crazy. You're paranoid. I'm doing this because I genuinely care and love you. And he kind of like, I don't know, I feel like in a second he kind of did get it. And in his face, he was just kind of like, oh, too much to process. But I don't know. That was a good scene. I was just like, oh, they're uh, crazy. It's so crazy. So, okay, so <laughs> poor Javadi, he's still, he's at the, he's still at the shelter. Yeah. He's, he's getting like schooled in te- uh, checkers mm-hmm. by, you know, by, by somebody. And, they were playing um, checkers, right? I was watching it. And I was like, I was hoping they were going to play chess, but then they kind of, I saw a side of it and they looked flat. Like, well, it's because it's weird because he, he, he talks about the king. Yeah. You know, and checkers seems like a very straightforward game, well, so you don't need... Checkers doesn't have a king. It's chess. But it didn't look like they were playing no, no, chess when, pieces. No, when you, when you put the two... Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. You, you know, it, it, it becomes the king. Yeah, so, you're but right. But I was thinking the same thing. As, as he's talking about the king, and it seems like it should be a cerebral game, I'm looking at the board, mm-hmm. and, yeah, it's clear chess, It's a clear checkers board, red and black yeah. you know, pieces, not... You know, if anything, that's and... kind of funny. I feel like he's trying to make something fancy out of something that's clearly not. Because I feel like they use chess boards in drama series a lot, and they make them into metaphors. But in this case, they specifically picked a checker set. But it seems like he's still trying to, like, oh, I don't know. Uh, the, make yeah, it the... seem like it's, you know, more intelligent than it's just a game of checkers. But so, it was, so the thing that I thought was most hilarious mm-hmm. is as soon as he gets that text, you see he walks out that door... Drops off like the trench coat, like the nasty. I mean, I'm assuming it's like this nasty trench coat or something. And yeah. then all he's like, he's like all decked out in like this like badass suit. You know, I mean, and... just because he's living in shady spots doesn't mean he got to dress that way. You know, I would see. I he's would. a man of means. No, but if, if I was in hiding, that's, why he that's... Has stuff over him. Granted, you know, you don't necessarily have like a coat bag and you know, yeah. at a at a place like that. So I I get it on that. And I just thought it was the most funniest thing is that one minute, yeah, he's in a home and just walks out that thing and just drops it, and he's a man that's like just <laughs> ready to go out of the town, like all like crisp and everything, and yeah, gets in the car with Carrie, and yeah, he's and like, it's, you, yeah. <laughs> 
like, yeah. <laughs> yes, me. And, you know, that's when he starts putting the pieces together saying, wow, Saul must be really desperate. Mm-hmm. You know, what is going on? And that's where he started like, more of that seed that he, I think he planted in his mind about, yeah. you know, Saul's real reach yeah. starts to like diminish or it confirms like, maybe me you're right because he he really does in my head i was like i don't get what the big problem with carrie is i mean he knows her he knows that you know she's capable and she's been in the cia and saul has a short list of people he can trust so i mean but you're right i felt like it maybe it started making him rethink his you know little alliance at this time with saul you know and what he's capable of what can actually do for him so what was really really interesting about their conversation is he brings up Brody. Yeah. That was, I sat there and I was like, wow. You know, he's just bringing up this like random kind of conversation about how much he knows and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, especially to her, you know, and probably like a conversation that you would almost never see the two Mm -hmm. of them ever have. Yeah. You know, and he lets her know like, hey, you know, we had his body moved. I buried him somewhere else. If you ever want that, I'll give it to you, which is just it's so it's so to me it feels very unjabati like yeah that's true and it, i i do and um people online have pointed out that they have i feel like they've gone out of the way to mention him this season like drop his name in a couple of situations i wonder what it makes me wonder what the purpose is is it just to remind us is it gonna well i know that because it's it's been kind of easy to forget about brody yeah the last couple seasons i do know that the from what i've been reading uh, not a big spoiler alert but the producers have a plan and so it's i guess it's good to kind of drop these things and you know javadi was you know you know in that sto- yeah. in that's part yeah. of the storyline so if you're bringing him it's kind of a good way to mm-hmm. but yeah it's, it's real, real i'm wondering like what because I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm like, what does it have to do, I mean, to, with this story? Like, why are they bringing it up? Like, it's very, it seems very deliberate, and I want to know why. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you know, we've got we've got a couple more episodes for the season. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that'll, you know, we've, uh, you know, there's something else I'm going to tell you guys in a little bit. from the dead. I'm just playing. I don't know. Um, That'd be crazy. So, now, okay, so <laughs> now everybody meets up. Yes. You know, Saul's there, Keen's there, Rob's there, finally. Mm-hmm. He's with, you know, he's with his president. I was really happy to see this reunion at first because, you know, the last conversation that we saw that Carrie had with um, Keen was not good. It was a drunken late night phone call where she basically hung up on her. But I guess she still does have a little, you know, pull with her and she was able to still get this. Well, you know, and I'm sure she mentioned, you know, Saul and like, yeah. the situation that's going on and what was I. Uh, but the I, fact that she's still able to, like, communicate this through her, you know, and she hasn't just been like, I don't want to ever hear from her again, you know? Okay, so first thought, you're meeting the president, what do you say? How do you address the president? Right off the bat. Right off the bat? First thought, first thought. President? <laughs> president? Well, I would say president and then their last name, so, yeah. you know what I mean? And I thought this is educational uh-huh. when Javadi asks, yeah. you know, he says, like, how do I address her? And she says, Madam President-elect, mm-hmm. you know, is how you would, would, would you address her. Because in my brain, I'm thinking... Even though she's not the president yet, who we saw, mm-hmm. um, uh, I forget the actor like at the top of my head, but we talked, we mentioned him in a couple episodes ago. I would, yeah, we just call her President Keen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, clearly he's yeah, and you know it's weird because I feel like um, after the even with this last election cycle, you start calling the elected president just president. You know what I mean? I feel mm-hmm. like they did that with Obama, they did it with Trump. Like you just start saying president in their last name. It was kind of like. I don't know. Do you think he did it just because of cultural differences or was he trying to like be, I don't know, like, or do you uh, think he genuinely didn't know how to address her? 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe because she's a woman too, and he's not used to seeing that in his country. And well, we, I mean, technically, we have not seen it here yet. Yeah. We've not, other, other, unless you're watching Veep, which is a great show. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we haven't yeah. seen that here yet either to know True. how we would, address, you know, address. Um, so I thought that was cool. I thought that was a cool thing that the writers did mm-hmm. for that scene. Yeah. Just to kind of put it in there. And. Oh, but it all goes away. Mm-hmm. It all goes away. And um so she starts asking him questions and he basically just like, you know, poops in Saul's face. <laughs> Essentially. Yep. And Every everything he said, the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah, he crapped in his face and uh Um and then as he's speaking, you know, Saul's like, No, wait, this is not what he said and you know, he had just previously said, No, I verified this information, it's truth, it's not just what this guy's saying, and now this guy's saying something completely different. Like way to completely invalidate him, make him look like a fool in front of the president. I felt bad for him. I was like, That sucks. Well, you know, you can't trust your body. Like, you really can't. I, but the thing is, she has no relationship. You know, and you know, and he's proven that he's a Saul. he's a double agent. So it's tough to like know what. Yeah. To know exactly what you know what to take from it and what mm-hmm. not to take from it, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think that she has great or a trusting relationship with Saul. I feel like they had barely known each other. She's been more in contact with Dar and sort of. Hearing uh, about the Saul puppet master. from yeah, hearing about Saul from Dar. So, and she even like Carrie even said, you know, the reason he even went in the first place was on Carrie's recommendation, and now Carrie's probably on thin ice with her as well. So everything well now just but, looks bad. And then so then we see Carrie running after Madam President Elect, mm-hmm. saying, "You can't trust Javadi. You've got to listen and trust Saul." And this is the ramifications of. All the things that were going on with Carrie, yeah, and the Madam President Elect or President Keene, mm-hmm. in terms of, oh, hey, by the way, you know, stay cool. She didn't specifically say all these things. She made a very generalization, but it's clear that you're like, dude, you're not. She ain't having it. You're not. You're not. I'm not Team Carrie anymore. Yeah, I love that. That's exactly how it is, and it sucks because. Um, Soon after, you know, Saul chases, you know, um, Jahadi down and he's like, bro, what's up? Like, really? And it was Dar, essentially. He, like, hitched his ride to what he thought was a more secure bet. So before... And that sucks. So my my question is, is before he actually, Jahadi actually reveals Mm -hmm. that he said, dude, I'm going to go with the the better horse. Mm -hmm. Did you think, which did you, which, which one did you believe? Did you believe what he was telling the president the truth or did you know that he's... He's deliberately lying. I, thought, I knew he was lying. Okay, you knew he was deliberately I was, lying. I was trying to figure out. I mean, it it crossed my head, stupid darn, of course, it was a thing. But I, We've seen him this season already double-cross people who put their trust in him. The guy who saved him, then he shoots him. So he really is just looking out for himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care who else gets hurt, who else looks stupid. It's all about number one for him. Okay, so and now, he's proven that time and time again. Yeah, so, okay, so, like, now Dar's got his fingers with Javadi. Yeah. And... Then we after after this whole altercation with everything that's going on and Javadi like throwing Saul to the uh, the ground and taking off in a nice like black SUV because yeah. I guess maybe sent by Dara Doll. Uh, who knows? Um, but that's not the only guy Dar's teaming up with. Yeah, what what happens? What do we see? Um, it goes back to the first scene with the talk show host. Yeah, Brett O'Keefe. Yes, and they're in together. It's like wow. For a second, okay, I was kind of annoyed at the show. It almost, they're almost making Dar like into this omnipresent 
behind everything Boo Boo Man. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, wow, really? He's behind this, too? So, essentially, we see that him and Bud... And it's kind of scary to think, how much power does this guy have in his reach? His reach! And so, um, you know, he's essentially showing him how they're editing the package with all the soldiers, talking crap about um, Keen's son. He's like, oh, look, look, this is really good. And then it's like, wow... Like, he is really, like, just ripping, I was. I said this before, he was ripping Carrie apart at every angle, but now he's coming after the president at every angle. Like, oh, you know, let me, you know, keep her away from her communication and her team. Let me, um, you know, give her false information so she makes wrong moves overseas. Let me have people here in the homeland attacking her on the TV. Like... Every direction, he's just, like, coming after her. Yeah, so we absolutely do see that the footage is... Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, you always give people the power to edit. Mm-hmm. Unlike this, because this is live right now, guys, so <laughs> no one's editing this, but. <laughs> but, uh. This is us talking, but that was. And it sucks because he was already manipulating them in the conversation, and then they kind of, I don't know, maybe I didn't get this, allude that the video is also, like, manipulated or not 100% exactly how they're going to present it. So yeah, well, he's going to edit it. He's totally going to produce and edit it the way he wants to, and yeah. he's getting Dar's approval, and it's absolutely not what went down. Yeah. We see that he's, and he even says it, he's just like, I see a guy that's, you know, saving his other troops, and like, no, 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 I'll show, I'll show you how we do Look, it. Look, he's running, and he's doing this, and oh, it's just, it's terrible. And then I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what you think is just, you know, this show on TV actually has all of these, like, financial you know backings i'm not saying i don't know if it's financial but like all of these like backings and and then it made me think you know what's in it for him too like i mean obviously he well now because now yeah if he's with dar if he's with dar he's on team dar what is what does he get out of it is it just ratings is it because he also has policy you know beliefs and agendas that he wants to pass along to the administration no man. Yeah, it just becomes like one of the maybe he becomes like one of those big news outlet mm-hmm. guys that gets all the information and breaks, mm-hmm. you know, all the before other people do, and that gets yeah, that gets ratings and yeah. money and endorsement. Deals but that was crazy. I didn't ex- I didn't expect that, and then I was like, oh man, this guy's just everywhere. It's crazy. So okay, so Peter Peter does you know Peter after he knocks down, I mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> this he is, feels this is, bad. Yeah, no, but this is great. After he knocks her down, he goes and figures out you know. On the drive back from town, mm-hmm. they had seen, you know, he thought that he saw the neighbor yeah. at a motel. So that's just so in his mind, the whole plot mm-hmm. is, I've got to get back there. Yes. So after he, knocked, obviously, he struck down Astrid, he goes there, and you think that, now I'm sitting there going, Quinn's back. He's, you know, even if he's <laughs> half man, he just clearly knocked down Astrid, who's who's been an agent or something. Granted, she wasn't prepared for him to hit her, but uh, he's, he's going to take care of yeah. some business. Yeah. And what does he do? He hits somebody... But it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how he makes that mistake. Well, I mean, I do know how he makes a mistake, but it's like, really? You think he's just seeing things? <laughs> yeah. It was like, I was like, oh. And then, you know, and then he, exactly. He's just like, oh, my God, I'm brain damaged or I've got, I, you know, I made a mistake. And he comes back to Astrid and, you know, and that's. Unless it was someone else. And he really, I don't know. Yeah. But then they, but they have like Astrid and him talk and he's really just like, I'm a fool. I'm an idiot. Yeah. yeah. And like the whole love thing. They comes have a heart to heart. And then. Uh, we actually see the neighbor from the Carrie's neighbor. Yes. It's actually him up. unless we're not seeing correctly. <laughs> and we are. We absolutely are. And he's sniping away. Shots fired. Shots fired. Oh my gosh. And this was intense. There's. 
bullets going around. They're running outside. Um, you know, Astrid runs out and. Oh my gosh. And he can't, and so this is where everything takes effect is that he can't say the words bullets. Yeah. That's, and that's what, in the end, that's, that was Astrid's demise is she had no idea what Quinn had done. And he's trying to say, no, there's no bullets, but he's like, there's no, and he's only doing the action yeah. of what he had done. And so we. He gets her killed. I mean, in all honesty, he emptied her gun. That was, if, I mean, she had a clear shot at him. She could have blanks. And he couldn't effectively communicate what happened. And that's it. So, I mean, so it's strange. So, like, so far in this season, what we've seen... A uh, couple deaths, yeah. Yeah, we've seen a lot of deaths. Sekou's death. Mm-hmm. We've seen um, Agent Ages, Conlon's yeah. death. We've seen um, the the guy that was trying to help out, Javadi. Yeah. That's a, that was a loose end, though, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and now Astra's death. And, I mean, you know, obviously, it's, it's tough because, you know, they had just gotten a heart-to-heart. She basically said she loved him. He found someone who really kind of does care about him. Well, not kind of. She cares about him. She's on his side. She lets you punch her and push her around, and she's still here for you, and you got her killed. All because of your suspiciousness. That sucks. So we see, it was, yeah, so we see Quinn get grazed on the head. And yeah. And like shot in the shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, he's trying to do what he can do. And then he gets hit somewhere and then goes into the lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the neighbor comes by looking for yeah. him. And just, you know, and the thing is, is that they talk about it all the time. When you have a gun and you're shooting into water, there's the saying, there's it's like shooting fish in a barrel and nine times no, out of ten, you're not going to hit something. It's so stupid. And I tweeted about this. It's like, you know, random, I, I, I didn't remember his name at the time, assassin. It's like, you can't do half measures. You got to know he's dead. You got to see the dead body and you don't just like shoot into the river. Okay, I'm, I'm sure he got killed and bolt. If you, yeah, if, like, if it's me, if I'm a good assassin, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit on that shoreline after I've done all yeah. that, make sure I have some extra rounds, and I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait for a body to pop up. Exactly. you got to see the dead body. You can't just, oh, I was like sloppy work. Although, I mean. <laughs> I mean, although, obviously I'm happy because I don't want Quinn to die. But I, Yeah, but, but although it's kind of cool because maybe that's where Quinn's instinct kicked in and he knew, like, dude, i got to hold my breath as long as possible. I mean, how long can he hold it? He's already got brain damage. Yeah, it's freaking cold. He needs, he needs, yeah. Freaking cold. Um, but you know what? I, this, this is why I love talking about, you know, Homeland. You said really great episode. I was like, it was good. But now after talking it out, I'm like, you're right. It was a really great yeah, episode. Yeah, I mean, Astrid's, Astrid's <laughs> a major character. You know, she's, yeah. she's like, she's been around. You know, yeah, she's revealing her mm-hmm. deepest, darkest, like, this is what our relationship was really, really, really about. He's like, we just, you know, we just screwed. Yeah. That was it. But that was it. I, we don't mean anything to each other. That was mean. I feel like, you know, as a woman, someone you care about, you just went through all of this crap to help them. And that's what he's saying to you. Like, ugh, that sucks for her. Um, at the same time, you know, he she was probably the only other potential love interest he has. So that clears up the way for Quinn and Carrie down the line. I'm still roping for them. <laughs> okay. They're going to hey, happen. Yeah, that's when season. you drink again is when she says, let's let's get Ross and Rachel back together, Quinn and uh, Quinn and Carrie. Then that's when you drink, too. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. It was a really great episode. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so predictions. Mm. Get this. And now you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Sounds like aliens. I create aliens <laughs> I on the show. Yeah, I'm just playing. Um, so I feel like Quinn, uh, this is going to affect him. And I, Oh yeah. Uh-huh. No, no, <laughs> I, I agree with you. No, I but I feel you. like maybe, I don't know. Cause at first I was like, maybe he's not going to be as suspicious because he's, it's too much and it's starting to backfire on him. But at the same time, it's like, well, when do you stop? So I feel like, 
I don't know. I'm hoping that he becomes more careful in, like, his decisions, you know? Um, I think he's going to come back and maybe team up with Saul and Carrie because they just got screwed. Mm -hmm. And they're clearly on the outs. They're all three of them. So maybe he finds a way to hitch his way back into town. Now that Franny's out of the way, you know, Carrie maybe won't feel so bad, you know, bring him back in. And they can figure out a way to find out who's behind all this, which is a dar. Yeah, I was, and that's that's my prediction is I think... uh, we're going to see a, de- a definite um, butting of the heads or, like, a definite, like, rundown of Saul going to Dar mm-hmm. and being like, what the F, man? Yeah. What are you doing? What is going on? Putting all the pieces mm-hmm. together and just, you know, a big, a big old blowout between yeah. the two. You know what I think? I also feel like um, Jahadi before the— uh, Javadi? Javadi? Oh, Javadi. I'm so sorry. Um, before the season's over, he's going to also betray Dar. I feel oh, like yeah, because he's, he's he's yeah once once a rat always a rat. Yeah, as soon as he sees a way out that's going to help him, I think it'll end up biting Dar because this is like the second time now that we've seen this season that you know someone helps him out, he ends up you know kicking them in the balls or you know metaphorically. But I think that's what's going to happen. At well, some point. so with Leslie saying that, guys, yes. uh, here's our little treat. If you if you stayed tuned, like I told you to, is on Sunday at our taping. We are actually going to have Majid Javadi uh, Sean Taub, or Sean Taub. Right. I'm going to find out how to say his name correctly. He will be here in our studios. And we'll we will be talking ask to him. him. Yeah, we're going to be talking to him, asking him. Um, I'm going to say what Leslie's prediction was, or she can say mm-hmm. it herself, yeah. and we'll see if he can let us know. Yeah, give but... us some hints, and maybe like some insight into his brain, and like why he's always doing what he's doing, pisses us off. You know, I don't hate him, but it's like, damn, kid. I can't yeah. trust you at all. And you guys know, too, that you can comment below in the YouTube. Like, I'll even try to yes. have the chat on for that episode for like questions that you may want to ask him mm-hmm. um, about about his his arc on Homeland and this season. and uh, What it's like working on set. Um, well, yeah, whether or not like the, the car that he and Carrie, Carrie is in, if that's just a big green screen behind them, <laughs> or were they actually like on a bridge and going... If he and, has fun with his wardrobe, um, the different settings they give him. They give him... Like, I mean, one scene, he's like, oh, great fancy hotel. Next scene, he's in, like, this <laughs> Homeless shelter, yeah. Yeah, what do you, yeah, you think you know? of the homeless shelter? Yeah, so that'll be fun. Definitely tune in for that. And send questions that you want him to answer. Yeah, tweet, yeah, tweet at us. So, where? yeah, Leslie, where can they reach you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at LeslieFatFace. Um, and, yeah, um, I'm, I try to respond to people. Let me know your thoughts, um, disagreements, um, agreements, predictions, anything that we might have missed in this episode. We try our best, but, hey, sometimes we might miss some observations. So if you've got some, let us know. Yeah. And thank you guys for watching. You can find me at Rick Hong, R-A-C-K-H-O-N-G, on all social media. Please make sure to tune in to our Sunday broadcast because, hey, it's it's a treat to have someone on this show. Yeah. Especially a villain, the too. Show. You know, yeah. some, somewhat of a villain. So, yeah. um, all right, guys. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys uh, Sunday. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.